welcome to episode 41 of More, a podcast designed to inspire, encourage and support women to make changes both big and small in their lives. And this week we're going to be talking about bruising. I'm Jo Merritt, I'm a wellness advocate for Deterra Essential Oils and I'm a single mum to my two teenagers and we live just outside London in Surrey in the UK. And I'm Serena Novelli, a body confidence and sexual empowerment coach, also based in Surrey. And I'm also a busy mummy with five. So today's topic is a kind of a tricky one. It's a hard one to talk about, really, um, because we're going to be delving into bereavement and the different emotions and stages that we go through. So if you um, are a regular listener, you have seen we had a break um, for the last couple of weeks when um, my lovely colleague here, Joe, has gone through some rather traumatic times. Um, and my, I myself, I've also gone through this, um, but um, it will be five years this year. Um, so we're coming at it from a different perspective um, and I'm hoping that I'm going to be shedding some light for Joe to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that all of these emotions that you go through in those early stages, um, you know, they, 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 people always say, people always say, you know, or it gets better with time, but it doesn't. You just learn to like live with it in a different way. I think. You're um, so right. I've heard this a lot from people recently. Yeah, and I think so that's the wrong you. thing to say yes. to people. It's what is it? Two weeks, two weeks, yeah. and three days since I lost my dad, and I have been sent things by people that really sum up what you just said because people do say you learn to live with it, or you move on, or or you get over it, but. Some of the things that have resonated more with me are the people who've been through it, who've sent me things that have said, it never goes away. It doesn't get any better. You no. just build a life around it, which I thought yeah. was a really interesting way of putting it. And somebody else who lost their dad, really good friend of mine, 30 something years ago now, a long time ago, my mum, it's got to be coming up for 25, 30 years since she lost her mum. And, you know, and they all said the same thing even today you still go to want to tell that person something it doesn't yeah. feel any it doesn't feel like it faded at all no and I agree because yesterday was my um son's birthday his fifth birthday mm-hmm. and the only connection I have to my mom is my um messenger our, our, our chats that we used to have oh. so I even I posted a picture you know to her of Toby opening his presents oh, and said God. oh can you believe he's five and like had a little conversation never right replies back but you know the conversation it's really is... funny you say that Serena because I've got a really good friend who lost a mum a few years ago and says she still leaves messages on her voicemail or calls and she says she never never answers back she's so rude and like yeah exactly like, and it reminds me when you said that yeah and I, I do that and I do that for well, for me but also because my mum wouldn't want to miss out on anything um oh. so it's kind of for her as well um but it, it's that connection and yeah and and you'll always have that connection it'll always be there um and I've that's probably spoken to my dad more in the last two just over two weeks than I did in the last three years I reckon you know like yeah I and my mum said she you know she she came up the other day for a bit of support and when she got home she said I came in and I called out I'm home and she said I, I don't want people to think I'm mad I said but it's not mad mum 
No. You know, we, and we also, let's face it, none of us actually know. There's no, you cannot have undeniable proof either way whether that person knows what you're doing and saying after you've gone, after they've gone. We can't say either way. None of us are right, are we? You only know once you've gone yourself. Yeah, exactly. Or you don't. And <laughs> we don't know that. It's what you choose to believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we go through these stages. So you kind of go through, um, I mean, it. De- I suppose it depends as well how quickly you go through the stages because it depends if, you know, if you knew like something was happening, it was coming or if it was like, you know, something that you weren't expecting. I wanted to ask you that actually because your mum was ill, wasn't she? Yes, yeah, so my mum... I wanted to know, do you... Because I, I don't think it makes it any any easier necessarily, even though you were prepared for it. You know, my dad had an illness that had caused him to deteriorate, but it really was the point where he was just old age and his body was breaking down. And he had made peace with it. We knew it was coming. I spent the last three days with my mum and we, we nursed him in those days. But there was, it was, there was no... And he said himself, there was, I'm not going to get better from this. There was no hope like there'd been when he had heart bypass and when he had his bladder removed you know with cancer and he and that made it almost harder because he he felt like because he had issues with his breathing he felt like he was I suppose it's like when somebody gives birth knowing the baby's not going to survive it's a very hard thing to fight something when you know you're going to lose anyway yeah and so that probably made it harder but easier for us to let him go because we didn't want him to be suffering yeah, but it's true what people say. Just because you knew it was coming doesn't mean you feel the loss any less, right? No, and my I remember um, so when my mum was poorly, my it was my dad's sixtieth. Um, they they weren't together anymore, but my dad's family right. are Scottish, and mm. and they'd all come over for my dad's sixtieth. Um, and I remember my uncle, he didn't really know what to say to me. Like, and I was driving them to that. I was pregnant with. Um, it must have been Toby. I was pregnant with Toby and I weren't drinking. So I was doing the driving and he said something to me and he said, um, I wondered, do you know, is it easier? Yeah. Is it easier for you, um, you know, going through this, knowing that you get to say goodbye to your mum than it is yeah. that if she had just died. Right. And, and I, at first I thought, well, that's a really odd question to ask somebody who's going through it, especially when she was heavily pregnant as well. And all of these emotions, but he was a man. So he didn't yeah. get the emotions of the lady when sure. she was pregnant and all that sure. kind of stuff. And, and in actual fact, what he was saying was thought provoking, right? Yeah, I'm he was, he, he, it was, he didn't really know what to say to me. And he was trying to, he was trying to break the ice, I suppose. And I said to him, no, not really, because um, because I'm watching somebody I love and I'm having to see her daily go through pain and suffering. And and so, you know, I can't really say, you know, whether I would prefer it if she had fallen asleep, you know, sleep and not woken up. Of course. Or... It's the flip side, isn't it? We yeah. discussed it a lot in those those few days before he went and, and in the coming the couple of weeks before with my sister as well, when we'd been together, we, we discussed it. It was like there's two sides of a coin for each of those scenarios and the one side is bittersweet or what it's bittersweet the one side is sweet and the other side's bitter so my father-in-law went suddenly mm-hmm. there was no opportunity for anybody to say goodbye and so you didn't see him suffer but equally you didn't get a chance to say all the things that maybe people had harbored up you know all those years or, or man meant to say one day planned to say one day but never did yeah we had the other scenario where you were watching somebody suffer. We all knew what was coming. You know, even my dad, when he was struggling at certain times during those days, was saying it's cruel. And it is cruel because with animals, of course, you put them down and there's the whole discussion. And I'm not coming down either side of the fence, but the discussion about euthanasia. 
also you have this scenario where you can't help someone much you know there's a bit of medication but you the inevitable still coming and it's still painful but then you get the chance to say all the things that you want to say yeah every single thing that we had any of us wanted to say to him and him to us we said yeah and I don't I honestly at this stage I don't know whether I'd ever be able to answer which way is better is there a better ultimately when you lose somebody you love neither of them are better because you just don't want to be losing yeah no my cousin my cousin um she lost her son in a car accident when he was um I think he was 18 he just turned 18 or 17 um and like obviously that was sudden he went out he went out with his girlfriend to to the shop or whatever like in the evening to go and get something and they had a car accident and, and he died um at the scene and um you know when I see her posts on Facebook uh, that was her baby boy and she never got to say goodbye and I can see her the way that she grieves for him over her social media but yet her dad my uncle um had passed away of cancer and it was like you know slow and and she got to say goodbye and I her posts for me when she's um like talking about my uncle on social media or remembering him they're they're very loving posts um there like I miss you dad you know I can't believe it's been this long or whatever when it's her son they're still loving but there's that anger behind that post and I wonder how much of that is less less to do with not having had the opportunity to say goodbye but more to do with the fact that losing a child and losing someone so young there's an injustice yeah for us we very much all felt including my dad and I know from the conversations my mum relayed to me that they'd had, you know, in the early hours of the morning at times. My dad had completed his path. He, he knew he'd lived his life. And I just think, I think that I would find bereavement so much harder when it's somebody that you feel hasn't had their go, hasn't had their full chance. Yeah. I would feel angry about that. Yeah. There's certainly no anger in losing in my dad going. Oh, absolutely, no, and that's no, what I was saying about the stages. Way. There's going to be those stages you go through where there's a bit of like, um, it's not real, you know. Then the sadness yeah. and then the anger. You, you're going to go through all of those stages, but they will be different for everybody that goes through grief. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. This is where um, I think people. I I did I just to put it in scenario, Serena. I have never lost anybody. Okay. Um, my well, my, I didn't have grandparents except my mum's mum, and I was very young when she died. So it was just a bit like you know when kids you hear them they say, "Oh, oh, grandma's died." Yeah, yeah. What's the tea? You know, it's that you don't process it in the same way. Yeah. And so for me, I always had this fear that it would be harder. Now, having gone through it now, I, I suspect loss to anybody, it it has that same basic common ground. You know, I don't think it matters, but I do. I, I think I was part of my fear and lose, starting to lose the plot a bit in the week before he went was that fear of what, what's it going to feel like losing someone because I never had. Yeah. So I think perhaps when you have, a, you have lost somebody earlier in your life, it's not, it doesn't make the new loss any, any less raw, but you know what to expect. Yeah, to absolutely. And I, um, and so I agree with we that. Discussed, yeah, and we discussed that aspect, you know, a lot about the fact that you know, when when you lose somebody young, you know, so my mum, I think, was only in her 50s. I'm 47 now. She was only a few years from now. Whereas, um, this is because my dad was quite old when he had me. But when you lose somebody when you were a lot older, 
you've got those mixed feelings. Like they've seen everything. They saw me have children. You know, my dad saw me have children. He saw me get married and start to go through a divorce, <laughs> but we won't talk about that. Um, you feel like there's a sense of completion, fulfillment. Whereas I think for my mum, you know, we were tiny children when she lost her mum. And she said there were many times over the years, she, you know, when we graduated or when we got married, you know, she wanted to share that with us. Yeah. So in a way, I can only feel um, satisfaction that my dad got to see all those things. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? My mum my mum said to me, you know, because I had Toby the same year she died. So I had Toby in the February mm-hmm. and she died in the June. Um, and sure. she just, I actually saw a picture of her because it was his birthday yesterday. So I saw a picture of her holding him this morning, like, because I would have gone around there like today, like four years, well, yeah. five years ago now. Um, and she said when she was holding him, she had her pictures and that, and then she burst into tears and she just said, he's never going to remember me. Oh. And that was just so heartbreaking. I can imagine. Yeah, that's really tough. There's so many aspects of bereavement like you say with the stages the you know there's there's been moments where it doesn't feel real yeah. even though I knew and he was 87 <laughs> we all expected it but even calling people who hadn't seen him for a while who weren't in the loop um there was a shock yeah to when I said he'd gone and and part of me was surprised at that shock because an 87 year old man who's been in ill health for a very long time and I'm talking like over a decade you kept I kept thinking well did you not expect this call at some point but because um my daughter said this my daughter's 17 and she's like we've kind of half expected the call my whole life because he's always been in ill health so that the fact that he almost cheated it every single time there was something you know he even had a stroke last year and it didn't have any side effects I think there was still a sense of it will never happen my dad would be the medical miracle you know the 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 guy who lives to 243 you know we still had that weird disbelief I yeah. suppose yeah you yeah I, mean? I get it and I, so there are these stages yeah definitely. I went through a, a huge stage of being angry at my mum for leaving me and not right. trying to fight her cancer um and she had tried to fight her cancer she she hadn't not but like she was um 59 so she wasn't very old um yeah. and it no, and it really no. like tore me apart um but then I was bottling up those feelings as much as possible because I didn't want my kids to see. So I threw myself into work um, and yeah. kind of like I would just explode. Um, like, you know, if Adj, if Adj upset me, um, I would explode at him. And it wasn't because I, <laughs> it could have been something stupid. Like, you know, he'd put my cup mug um, somewhere, like somewhere where I couldn't find it. It could, it could have been just something stupid yeah. and I would literally explode. And yeah. It wasn't nothing to do with what, what he had done it was because of my mum um so I feel that there's there's definitely a need for you know for that you know for that counseling and that and that support that comes afterwards because I found did you have counseling did you have um, support no and I I don't feel like perhaps I will but I know there has been uh, it has been suggested partially mum said because because I nursed him through that to his death and she said, I feel like perhaps, you know, you might need that support. And I'm not ruling no. it out. I, I mean, I've just been, I've been writing. And, th- and that to me. Yeah, I what I found it. was, you know, and sorry. I do think, yeah, I do think we can find our own way. Is yeah, what I, was what say. I found with the, um, with that support system was that they, the, the Macmillan nurses, because obviously she was in the hospice, they were really good. Um, and they, I was more concerned with my, 
with my kids and them getting the support. Yeah. Um, and they did a telephone call and they came out once and then I never really heard anything from them again. And I just thought, um, right. for me, that needs to, that kind of needs, especially for the, like the children, that needs to be a little bit, oh. I don't know, they, they needed to make a little, yeah, they need to improve it a little yeah. bit. Um, whereas I, I wasn't, sure. I didn't want any for me. I didn't want people fussing over me and, and stuff. I just wanted to get on with my life. Sure. Do you feel like five years on that there's anything that you could say to somebody that could be helpful to do or not do? Or do you think grief is so personal? Uh, yeah, I think it's personal. A bit like raising a baby. You can give options, but people have to just take what works for them. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely very personal. Um, and, and you'll get a lot of advice what I would personally say is don't give advice unless it's been asked for because like oh that's brilliant that's like brilliant. to have so you know you get so many people come and tell you like like you said we said at the beginning um it's going to be okay or you know you're going to get through this you might not you, it might have you know they, they you can't tell somebody sure. what's going to happen because yeah of course just because you had did somebody did that person felt they they moved yeah on quicker. so the first time that I felt any kind of joy after my mum had passed away, I felt so guilty. So I would definitely say, you know, do one day at a time, take it easy. And if you do find yourself smiling or laughing about something, um, and then you kind of come back to that realisation that, you, you know, you've just lost somebody, don't feel guilty for it. Enjoy it. Like, think of it maybe as that's them giving you a little hug and it's brought you that joy because that's... Absolutely. yeah it was really yeah I mean we have laughed there have been things we've laughed my dad was a very unique character <laughs> shall we say perhaps it's probably the politest way of putting it um and there I mean there have been moments you know even that even that evening when the undertaker came to take him he touched his arm and the phone rang <laughs> and it was a dropped call and we're still debating the fact that we've had these couple of dropped calls within a few hours of him going and and it, one of the times that it happened tallied with one of the angel numbers that I have and so you know there's been lots of discussion but even then we laughed because my dad yeah laughed at that yeah do you know what I mean so there have been there have been moments there have been things there have been memories we've looked at pictures of things that you know lots of lovely photos but certainly some photos that just absolutely cracked us up because you know picture of my dad sat in my, my oh, son's bless. chair <laughs> he got tired and he decided he needed to sit down you know and there's things we have laughed and I have I must admit I personally haven't felt that guilt but I imagine there will be moments where yeah I, feel I, that I should that yeah it feels unjust yeah. almost yeah it's, it's a difficult one isn't it it's such a big topic to touch on in just sort of half an hour but it I'm gl- I wanted to do it and I'm glad we've done it. And I'm also wanted to do it with you because I know we come from, you know, you've got the space now to look back and reflect yeah. in a slightly different way. So it is really interesting. We've got, our, we've got the funeral tomorrow and I have been, I decided on the advice of the celebrant that I would listen to the pieces of music and look at the pictures and read through the eulogy that, or the tribute that I'm going to read. So that I could almost, it felt like almost, she suggested it might it might numb you slightly, you know. So it's you know you know where the points are that are really going to get yeah. that lump in your yeah. throat. And I have learned from this process. No, it won't. Just go with it. Let the tears flow. Let the tears flow. My daughter was um, yeah. so five yeah. years ago. She's eleven. So she was six 
is that right? Yeah, six, seven. I'll come six, nearly seven. Yes. And she read a poem, her and her, her, that, yeah, oh my goodness. Like she read it with such, so my nephew was um about four years older than her. He read and like he was trembling and, and, and she got up and she read this oh. poem and it was just so beautiful. And, and she read it so clearly. um And like, it, it just, it just goes to show, doesn't it? um just just how powerful like one person can be to other people because for some there's you know there's that that sense of loss and with others it was providing strength and and and, and pushing through um it was just so amazing because yeah. she was like she was absolutely you know absolutely devastated because she loved her nan um and, but she wanted to do her so proud and it wasn't even as tremble and i think that's the sentiment I think that's a sentiment that my sister and I and my mum will have tomorrow because there's very much, I'm, I'm sure most people feel like this, it's very much been a sense of pride at this is the last yeah. thing we can do for him. Um, and we want to do it so well. You know, we want it to, to, to have all the elements that we know matter to him. We want it to not have the elements that would have freaked him out, like, you know, unnecessary expense because he would have, he will be turning. He'll come back and haunt us if he thinks we've wasted money. Um, he literally had rung round in advance to find the best deals and was, you know, even my mum had to persuade him, please don't let us have yeah. our own cars. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it mattered that much to him that we didn't waste money. And so there's been those things that actually have made us smile yeah. while we've been planning this. But obviously the elements, I mean, the elements that are going to be there, just the lyrics of, of one of the songs, is just, it just breaks me every yeah. single time. So, yeah, tomorrow is going to be hard. Um, but it also is going to be, I hope, at certain points, a celebration. And it's going to be a lot harder because obviously, normally when you've wept at a funeral and you've said your goodbyes, you go and celebrate that person's life with a whole load of other people. Yeah. And we're not going to have that because of the situation yeah. with COVID. So it will just be my sister, my mum and I and our children going back to my mum's. And we will hopefully try. But I am worried. I'm worried not for me, but for my mum. You know, that normally that balance is what helps people, I think, isn't it? Sharing memories with people. Yeah. Laughing about things that silly old bugger did. Yeah. Know? So, yeah, it's going to be a hard one. It's going to be a tough one. But I'm grateful for you sharing your well. You're welcome. And we'll all be thinking of you as well. I'm sure you'll, you'll have us all behind you and you'll be able to feel that as you're, as you're up there. That is, I do have a lot of support, I must admit, and I feel blessed for that. Until next time, ladies, thank you for listening and look after your loved ones. Bye. Bye.